up, Ginger Bros listeners? This is Noah from Dentops. Brandon and Andy will be back in a minute with another awesome show. But in the meantime, I want to tell you about our new Dentops community for retail PDR and hail repair business owners and operators. It's a totally free Facebook group where you can mastermind with other PDR folks, ask questions, and share knowledge about growing your PDR business. Within the DentOps community, we regularly post content and host live streams about important topics that will help accelerate your PDR business, like marketing and sales, estimating, customer experience, team and contractor management, and a whole lot of other things that will help grow your PDR business. I would love for you to join the conversation. You can jump in or learn more at dentops.com forward slash ginger. Check it out now, and I hope to see you on the inside. What is up, everyone? That uh, I was trying to figure out if I should play that one before our intro or what, but no, I like the way that that one did it. So, hey, the first person to comment is my brother, Andy Patrick. So what's up, brother? I'm glad you're having fun on your vacation. What's up, Tim Green? We got Mr. Dragos on here tonight. Ryan Hebert. What's up, brother? Can't stay, we'll watch later. You never can stay. Well, I mean, you can, but you always do that. But just come back on whenever. What's up, buddy? Great video, by the way. I love it. Um, yeah, so if you look up here, yeah, this month we are sponsored by Denops. And um, me and Andy have used them several times. know a lot of you guys that have. Uh, if you have not used them, um, there's a new Facebook group. Uh, Noah, you may want to comment um, the exact name of the Facebook group. You ain't got to send me a text on it. Uh, if you just comment here, I'll put it up. That way I can put it on the ticker. But um, definitely go to denops.com, sign up. Uh, if you need them, please use them because they have made us so much more money, um, especially with hell claims and stuff like that. Andy, I'm glad you're watching the show, buddy, but uh, you need to spend time with your family. Um, what's up, Josh? Josh, I miss our uh, our group text we had around this time last year. What's up, Mr. Evan? There it is. Denops Community, Accelerate your PDR, Auto Hell Repair Business. All right. So y'all go on Facebook, uh, join that group. <clears throat> what is huge yeah can't wait to see what facebook group has yeah there's gonna be a lot of information on that facebook group and i'm excited about it oh lord oh have fun um appreciate you being on brother ginger bros what's up buddy what's up shuddy and Josh. All right. So, um, <clears throat> yes, we'll talk about uh, DenOps throughout the month, uh, throughout the shows, because I know a lot of y'all have used it. Um, I don't know if our guest has yet. Uh, we'll talk about it. And uh, But anyway, our guest is, I want to say he's pretty new to the PDR world. Um, I don't really know. I've been saving questions 
for having him on the show. But he's been following us for a little while now and been uh, commenting and everything. So we're like, hey, let's get him on here. And, you know, I'm going to go ahead and say this. Andy, I know you're watching or you were, but do you know what today is, brother? It's our one-year anniversary for our very first show that we had. Or what I call our very first show. I think it was the very first show we had an actual guest on, not just us. But anyway, um, we'll we'll celebrate that next week and uh, maybe do some kind of cool intro video. <laughs> and you're missing it. Yep, you're right. No, you're not. You're watching it. So anyway, um, yeah, it's it's been awesome. You know, of course, this summer we had a couple of weeks or months that we had to take off because of family stuff but uh other than that it's been a every week thing and it's all because of y'all we love y'all so appreciate it jeff all right so let's get to it um <laughs> so our guest tonight is matt myers with tennessee valley dent repair um he is not in tennessee though he is actually a bama boy like me and uh but just on the opposite end so let's welcome matt to the show what's what? up buddy oh just got home like uh, half hour ago <laughs> i love I, I meant to say this earlier when you came on but you're already in the christmas spirit i love it so <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure we left that up all year long i don't remember we had a different picture there and my mom gave that to my wife and she put it up. It's been up there for a while, at least. So, so what you I what love. you need to what you need to do, you know, like people down here leave their Christmas trees up year long, and they just decorate. Now we don't, but they decorate every season and on that tree. I'm talking about everything: Thanksgiving, Mardi Gras. Um, I mean, everything you think of. So on the picture, you yes. could like the, she can, <laughs> the, she can uh, make like clothing for him. <laughs> So my wife decorates for like Halloween, not crazy, but Target and Walmart sell these little chickens oh, yeah. for seasons. Man, we got chickens forever. All have names and stuff that's like on the tags. But uh, Christmas is big on my wife's family. Like her grandmother, they just put like a bag over her Christmas tree and then put it up. And then every year she like then redoes it. And they're all yeah. real big into it. Tree in every room. Yeah, that's, that's how that's how my no mom was lights. that's how my mom was and like the tree that we would always put up in the living room because we had a vaulted ceiling with a walkway that went across it's a 10 foot tree <laughs> so to put the top on it it's it sat right next to the uh the walkway so you had to go up there and reach <laughs> over stairs to reach and do it and, yeah put, my wife would love it it's like and it used to be huge and then it got you know once we we're all gone she still did the crap. Oh, my yeah. dad, my dad hated it because he always had to do it. Then she bought a skinny tree, but it was still ten or twelve foot tall. My wife does pretty much all of them, and then our the house we have now has an upstairs, and upstairs has the traditional kid family tree. So it has like our ornaments from when we were kids, and I make her put colored lights on it, and she hates it. <laughs> <laughs> she, uh, she says uh, she. <laughs> It's, it's a little off color, but she says uh, color lights are for kids and whores. So <laughs> <laughs> well, make her have them. 
I love the colored lights. You know, I like both, but uh, we got the tree that you can change it color or white or blinking or whatever. Oh yeah. So if I'm if I'm just in a, in a white mood, boom. If I'm in the colored mood, boom. Change it. I'm good to go. We pretty much buy trees literally every year. We'll go and find them. We'll buy a new one. She ends up like, oh, I'm gonna throw that one away. I don't want to put it back in the box. <laughs> yeah, it's, we're, it's, we're not that into it now. She's uh, it's big with her family. When her I mean, when her grandmother and mother, you know, eventually pass, there's gonna be so much Christmas stuff that's gonna like it, it's ridiculous. Like they have sheds full of Christmas stuff. They just call you, oh, that's the Christmas shed. You open up a shop and sell it. Yeah. Be like that the Christmas shop down in uh, Pigeon Forge. I love going in there, but it's, I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's yeah. seriously how it would be. <laughs> that's awesome, though. Let's see, we got uh, Andy still commenting. Well, yeah, we do. Trying to be a part of it. He is, yeah. What's up, Matt? Look forward to meeting you in person at the Dents for Kids meetup. Yeah, oh, yeah I'm, you're com- I'm looking you're, forward you're to coming. That. Yeah, you're coming. Yeah, I, I, I think I registered like. The Sweet. day he announced it or whatever on the show, and because uh, I haven't got to be any, I don't really know a whole lot of dent guys, so it's I'm excited to, so, to go and meet some people. Yeah. So speaking of that, uh, so why don't you kind of give us a, a rundown on how you got into PDR? You know, uh, how you found out about this, <clears throat> and how long you've been in it, and you just kind of so, give us a background. It's been a long trek for me in PDR. I got introduced to PDR in like late 2005, 2006. Um, and I was working for CarMax at the time. And this was, yeah, this is, I started CarMax in 05, got introduced. I probably pushed my first dent in late uh, 05, but never really did anything with it. I traveled around and like moved and just kind of grew with the company a little bit. And then left CarMax, moved to Alabama came a cop and I was a cop for four years and got married, moved to Huntsville. Um, and I didn't like the department I was with, went back to CarMax and then did a whole lot of stuff for CarMax from training to lead roles and all kinds of stuff. And I got tired of all that and was like, I just want to work. It was like, Hey, I want to go do, I want to get really good at PDR. Uh, and CarMax is not good at training their PDR techs. It's not that they're bad people or bad guys or can't even be good techs. They just do it backwards. You make more money to paint cars and do body work than you do PDR. And PDR is 10 times harder than spraying a car. Yeah. Um, So (laughs) in like 2017, that's when I told him, I was like, hey, I want to go to paint, do PDR. I want to get good at PDR. and Evan's like, hell no, <laughs> on the, uh, yeah, the, uh, the training aspect. And Evan, the guy that hired Evan, I started with in 2005. It, uh, I remember y'all talking about that last yeah, week. We both started it in Wichita, Kansas, at that store. We were original associates at that store. Goodness. And uh, that's how I met him. He moved up with the company. I left the company and did other stuff and then went back. Uh, and CarMax isn't a bad company, like Jeff said. Uh, it's it's a great company. They just are kind of backwards on how their training goes and how things uh, works. And uh, Evan saying I had two weeks training. I never got to go to that training 
So for me, yeah. so in 2017, when I started really doing PDR as part of my full-time job, I taught myself. Like I had the basics. I'd known how to find my tool from literally 10 years before. Yeah. But I taught myself everything that I know. I didn't have anybody to mentor me. I didn't have anything. I watched YouTube videos from uh, Mike Dentless and... Touch, some yeah. Mike Toledo stuff. Um, uh, what's the other one? Um, I, I just searched dent, you know, yeah. PDR dents, and like from people putting leather on their tips to soften tips and, you know, just little tiny tricks that I would see. And I would literally just watch. They wouldn't be training me. They would just say, I just watch what they did. Yeah. And I'd start to implement that. And that that's, that's, that's exactly how I did it. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it, it's almost to a T um, because I mean, I just, I had to teach myself, but I'm one of those that if I can watch you do it, I'm going to pick it up. And oh. so that's what. <laughs> hold on. I'm sorry. So that's, Evan, that's what. No, it's fine. No, Evan said Christian came to a store and trained him. Uh, I know who he's talking about. I'm guessing that he's guy, not Christian. Well, I've never seen his PDR. I've heard he's okay at PDR. Okay. But Christian, so I was a subject matter expert for Carmax, and I traveled for two years, opening stores, problem solving, paint departments, retraining people all over the place. I did. 42 trips in 20 months. Like I was all over. Christian came to train to be a subject matter expert and failed. But he had been traveling around training PDR. Now he's a general manager for a company that I actually talked to a guy about doing PDR for. And I was like, eh, I'm good not doing that. Andy said he met Christian in nashville when he started doing video that's where so that's where he lived for a while he worked at at carmax at mid rivers mall not mid rivers he worked at rivergate um but i mean he wasn't a bad dude he just yeah it just didn't fit into what was going on but uh so so you said you had moved to alabama where are you from originally that's a tough question to answer um (laughs) (laughs) i uh (laughs) I, uh, I was born in uh, Sacramento, California, and okay. then lived there all of a couple months, I think. Um, yeah. I spent most of my life in Wichita, Kansas, slash the okay. surrounding area. Uh, but I've also lived in like Arizona, Colorado. I've lived in Alabama like three or four times. Uh, my wife's family and my mom's family is all from South Alabama, down near Dothan. Okay. Yeah. Um, three hours from then, me. Yep. And then my wife. So my wife's there. My my parents are there. Uh, okay. but I've lived I've I've moved 40 something times if you include houses in town. Like yeah. I've moved a lot. But I call uh Kansas home is my place because I, I spent most of my childhood in Kansas. Was your uh dad or mom military or something? Or, so my dad was military own? until I was almost six. Um, he was an, he was in the army twice and was out just long enough to have to go to basic twice. And, but we, uh, like I turned five in Panama. So we were in Panama, like 90, 91. And, uh, then he got out not long after that. And we, he was working for, uh, um, 
I'm sorry. Andy's Andy's usually Andy's usually able to say this stuff. Andy's usually putting the comments up and now I'm having to do it all so like I'm listening to you, but no, I'm like and you're over I'm, over, I'm you know, doing I'm like, both. Yeah. Uh, but uh <laughs> no, they, uh, so we moved all over. He was in the military. He became a helicopter mechanic and he worked a bunch of stuff. But my dad's a very smart man. And uh, he was me. My dogs are playing. Uh, he uh, he uh, was a mechanic and then like got in, you know, started going to school for his own stuff and started growing and started growing. Um, and he's still somehow yeah, co-hosting. That was right. <laughs> <laughs> Super uh, romantic walk on the beach. I love huh? it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just hey, see honey. him holding hey, his, honey, hang on. <laughs> this is, I just see him over here just just typing away as they're walking. Yeah. Her arms I'm surprised Amanda's not on. I'm surprised Amanda's <laughs> not on their comment too. Like stroll down the beach and they're both watching, you know, our show. I love it. No, but my I dad did a whole lot of stuff. Yeah. So he moved we moved a lot. My parents got kind of bored. Uh I just didn't know if that's if that was I didn't know if it that was, was. I mean, that was a mainly the reason. Okay. No, we just we just ended up moving a lot. Like, I don't think I think the longest I went to a single school was three years. Okay. Um, was and that was like third, fourth, and fifth grade. So I went to two high schools, four or five middle schools. Um, so you I, graduated I, in Kansas. I graduated in Kansas, okay. town south okay. of Wichita. Um. Went to two years in outside uh, Denver and Littleton, so I've been I've been kind of all over the place. Yeah. Um, but so I've been doing back to the actual subject. I've been uh, <laughs> I've been doing PBR for about five years. You know, trained myself. Yeah. Uh, really used YouTube and that kind of stuff. The best aspect of CarMax when it comes to the PBR side of things is if you mess something up, it's not a big deal. I, you literally just send it to paint. So you're not, you don't have to pay for anything. You don't have to have an awkward conversation to be like, this looks like garbage. It's a great way to train yourself because you have tons of vehicles to learn on. Yeah. And and like, I'm terrible at social media now. Uh, But one of my first big repairs was on a Malibu fender that Mm -hmm. was probably the size of a softball with some not a softball, a volleyball. Like it was a big repair, but the person that was the lead that was in charge of me at the time really didn't care what I did. As long as I worked, I stayed busy. I wasn't one of those people that like avoided work. I like working when I'm working and I just got to work on whatever I wanted to. So I just, I fixed it. And I probably did that like two months into me doing PDR. Um, It took me a long time. It took me like five hours, but it was yeah. a good learning experience. So everything I ruined, I just got to send a paint. And then <laughs> and then I would go walk our paint zone and find stuff. I was like, I might be able to fix that. And I would try really hard stuff entirely too early into my career. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did you get paid like by the hour or was it commission? I was, hour- like- nah, okay. I was hourly. CarMax. So by the time... Uh, me and Evan got into it. We were all, uh, everything's hourly. So it's not okay. commissioned. So, you know, I was allowed to do whatever I wanted to do. So we had, um, I worked at a local, it was a local Dodge dealership when I was learning it. Um, and so we ended up 
we did everything. We did the PDR. We did uh, small conventional repair work on site or even at the body shop. Uh, window chip, uh, paint touch up, scratch removal. And, and if we went somewhere, you know, we were supposed to be able to do it all on site. Uh, eventually got to the point where we were being called out to do small conventional repair <laughs> for, you know, car lots more than PDR. Um, but it, it got me used to, uh, doing that a lot, but, uh, yeah, we had all the used cars we wanted to, as soon as they came off the trucks and they were tagged, they'd go to service. We'd walk the lot, mark them. And then we got it to where it was, it went to service. It came to us and then it went to detail and then it went be, it was parked. But, uh, we had three different packages and so it was a, B, C, uh, a, B in the, the least amount of work that needed to be done. C being, you know, having to repaint bumpers and do all the other stuff. So each package was more money. So depending on whatever the package was, our percentage of, you know, commission, yeah was each one and you know we were we were making what i thought was good money for a working for somebody you know it still wasn't what i was making you know what i used to do but it was still decent money um where's the good looking dinner shut up (laughs) so i just read that as you started saying it (laughs) he's still in the secret society is what he is jeremy unlike you so (laughs) <laughs> anyway, no, they, uh, so <laughs> but was, no, it was it was it was a great I learning. Was, what? Sorry, but my point was it was a great learning experience because you had it was kind of like you. So if something got messed up, we just you know paint and body. Yeah, that's great. So, and I, I mean, I did all that same stuff for Carmax detail, touch up, um, chip repair. I can do interior repair. I do wheel repair. I do PDR. I do conventional body work. I can paint, I can do all of that stuff. And I dislike the majority of that, except for PDR. Yeah. I unfortunately am working two jobs right now because so I, I quit. I started my company. I'm a new company. I started my company technically in March, but I quit my collision job. Uh, the end of June. So July 1st okay. was kind of my like, all right, I'm going to go try to do PDR. And it was okay. working a little bit, but I had no contacts up here for, anything carmax is all in-house i don't know anybody yeah um and i had worked for a collision center for a little while uh but i had a local mom and pop place that i dropped off my card to uh call me a couple days later was like hey we got a guy that's going to be out do you mind working part-time a little bit helping us because we're behind and all this stuff so i've been working there basically full-time doing collision work and i Uh. absolutely (laughs) hate it and because all i want to do is just push in so it's like the People are like, man, I don't have the patience to do it. Like, I can sit there and push dents for hours. It it, it, it gets monotonous, it's, but it's different. But it it is hard to start if you don't have, say, a couple accounts in place. When you go out on your own, it's very hard because you're going to get tons of no's until they get to know you and your quality. Yeah. And even with wholesale, it's not always about the quality. It's about the price. And you you really, when you go out there and you're new, you know, you're, you're wanting to, to get the business. So you know, there's a lot of people that, that, that'll go out there and just try to undercut whoever's there 
and then it just keeps putting our prices down further as far as a a community. Oh, I agree, and I am one hundred percent against that. Like yeah. I don't like I want. I'm not great at pricing everything. Like I, I price to where I think it's fair for me, fair yeah. for them. I have no wholesale accounts. I have one dealership that calls me on occasion, and it tends to be jacked up stuff. Yeah, because I think they. I'm not great at pricing some of that stuff. So it's good so money you, for me. So you're strictly, you're pretty much all retail. Pretty much. I've got okay. uh, three body shops now that are giving me some work. And one of them is one I'm working at because I, I solely took the job just to make a little bit of money. Yeah. Um, Cause just I kind of have a base pay. Yeah. Well, I was yeah. and like, I was bringing in some money, not a whole lot of money. Um, and we had enough money for stuff. So that's, that's, it wasn't like, oh, I couldn't pay my bills. So I took yeah. a job. It was, I just wanted to make more money and feel like I was contributing more because I was spending yeah. a lot of time just driving around doing nothing. Because um, I'd left with not a single account of any sort. The body shop I left, I thought might use me some and they don't. Yeah. Um, cause I was doing theirs and, and it's fine. I, I don't Now, Are you doing, are you doing a lot of before and after photos, videos? Um, I that? do my best to take pictures and I'm really bad at not remembering, or I'll be yep. halfway through the repair and be like, crap, I forgot to take pictures. So that that's one thing to just work on is remember, at least remember to always take the before picture. Yeah. You know, and if you forget to take the after, you can always call the customer and say, Hey, I forgot to take an after picture of that. Would you send me one? At least you would have something. The best thing is video because the more you put out there, the and of course, the more retail you do, the word of mouth, and then people are able to see what you're doing. Um, instead of just photos, because yeah. a, lot of, a lot of technicians out there, you see that they'll take a decent before picture, but then the after picture is way off using reflection to cover up all the flaws. The more you show detail in it, uh, whether it's perfect or not, it doesn't matter. Um, it's, it's being honest and, and people yep. will, it'll draw more people to you. I mean, it'll take some time, but it'll grow a lot faster doing that. And that's just one thing that you guys got to stay disciplined on me. I used to be great at it. And after this hailstorm and Andy left, and I'm finally, you know, to where I'm doing the regular jobs again. I haven't been taking crap worth pictures and videos. I well, took a made, couple this week and that's it. You made um, sure to do that uh that sheriff's office fender you did a few months back. Dude, that <laughs> yeah. was killer. Yeah. Dude, that was a monster repair. Yeah, that <laughs> was uh that was you know, that one right there. That was a thirty two hundred dollar job. So it's and and that's uh Denops. I think he helped yep. me on that one. I'm a, I, uh, most of my stuff is all retail for the most part. I've got one body shop that gives me like probably 90% of my work. Um, and they're not trying to take a cut. They just give them my card and tell them to call me. Yeah. Um, obviously a hell, a hell car or something that comes through. Like the only tr hell car retail I've gotten, uh, came through the same body shop and they took a cut of that. But, um, I mean, things are looking up. I had my best week last week or the week before. I mean, won a ton of money. I made like a grand. So, yeah. so for me, for somebody that's a couple months old, and then now I'm not even doing it full time. It's part time. Yeah. Um, is good, and I'm hoping 
the guy I've been filling in for is supposed to come back in the next couple weeks. He gets his cast off next week. Okay. I'm hoping to get away from collision work. I just, I'm good <laughs> at it and make money at it. That's the only reason I do it. Um, uh, so I, uh, I, I do my best to take pictures and stuff like that. And I'll get there eventually to where it becomes yeah. more and I get more comfortable and can get on my Mac and do videos and, stuff i'll probably never be as good as mike toledo or somebody making videos but or any of the or uh dave o in his tiktoks and stuff but it, it's all in in how you want to do it and stuff and and but just a, i mean with the phones we have now you can get great video content oh yeah um, i bought a tripod and i have two phones so like i'm able to do multiple things and yeah. i'll and get you, to it it's just hard to get used well to you it. don't have to necessarily do video of you doing the repair it's just a good before video or photo and try to use the same angle and everything else um i know jeremy's saying he, he disagrees and i i'm not necessarily talking about the different angles and the texture in it i'm talking about you you they take a good close-up a good like high def clear picture of before and when they take the after picture it's grainy it's at night it's that it's it's trying to hide i'm not big on that i'm i'm big on show what's there i've been show, I, show the, the ones quality I'm doing, that you can do the ones i'm doing i'm doing my best to like because you know we all cross check and our lights change from where we took our original picture I try to take a picture from this same angle as much as yes. I can light in the same place because, you know, I think we've all seen it and we've all done it to where you've moved the light half an inch over. Cause you had that one little bad spot that you just yeah. wasn't good enough what you wanted to show out. Um, but so I'm doing my best to try to be very consistent with them. Um, and my repairs have gotten better over the years. So it's, you know, I've, I'm less concerned with them. I'm very picky about it. I hate seeing it. I have to have people come look at it and then be okay with it. Cause I see every flaw in every repair that I do. And, and, and I promise you, I, I point the flaws out to the customers. They're like, we don't see what you're talking about. I'm like, look, there is a flaw there, <laughs> you know, or say, uh, and I'll have to post it before and afters, uh, hopefully tomorrow or something, but I did a silver, f-150 uh it was under the tail light uh yesterday right on the the, the curvature <laughs> about a about a six six inch sharp crease and i told him when he called to schedule it after me just seeing the photos and giving him an estimate i said look high metallic silver has especially when it's creased like this i can get it as straight as possible but there's most likely going to be ghosting in the paint you know, from, from the, the metal flakes that have stretched, and now the light's going to hit it differently, it's going to look like a shadow area. And, uh, you know, and once I got done, it doesn't matter what you do. Mm -hmm. It's going to look like that in that deepest part. And I told him, he said, it looks great to me. You know, <laughs> save me from the body shop. I mean, I'm like, okay, it's still a $600-something job. And, you know, but I'm yeah. like, I, you know, I just – you see what I'm talking about because most people don't, and I want to point it out to them because if I don't, and then it's there when I get done and they come to pick it up and they're looking, you know, what, what's this? 
well, the metal straight, it's it's in the actual flakes themselves. Now they're stretched too far, and I don't want to have to do a free job. Um, yeah, I've had that where, you know, I've, I've been honest with people like, hey, I don't think I can get it perfect, or I see this piece, this is what's going on. Most people don't see it, so it works out. I mean, it works out yeah. well. The more you can connect with people just talking, and that's something I like. I, I got really good at talking to people between being in law enforcement and then doing as much training as I did for CarMax and having to talk to groups of people that things go well. People become very happy with something that I look at and I'm like, man, I hope they don't see this little piece that I cannot get out. Um, and, and a lot of times it's how you're, it, it's, it's how you're, you're dealing with that customer, the, the conversation between the two of you, how you interact with them, <clears throat> super nice, honest with them. You know, there can be that little flaw they're happy with it. It doesn't matter to yeah. them. It's the experience, the whole experience that they had um, that they're more, you know, into than, than anything else. But, uh, but yeah, Noah had a good point. Um, yeah, I was just reading that. Yeah. It was repair checklist and, and standard operating procedures and stuff like that, that you, if you get in a, a, a rhythm of this job comes in you know, say you want to take before pictures and stuff like that. If you have a checklist and that you can go through on each one, um, at least it it keeps you focused and, and, and to where, you know, at the end of it. Oh, after a picture, did I take that? Oh, here we go. I got to do it. Um, I need to implement that myself. Oh, yeah. Especially. I think a lot of us that especially anyone that's not making money off content it's a lot harder for us to be consistent with it. Um, you know, some of these and more power to any PDR guy that's out there making money off content on the jobs that they're doing. It's just, it becomes more second nature because it's a side hustle for them. So they want to make sure they get those things. And if I could do it, I, I would, I, I don't have the knowledge to be able to do it. I'd have to figure it out at the moment. Working two jobs is just <laughs> a second one's a little hard. Do you have a website yet? Uh, yeah, I actually used uh, Push and PDR. I hired them a couple, maybe a month or two ago. So they just built me a, a, a basic website that I think went live like a day or two ago. Okay. Um, and doing Google right. and trying to get all that stuff going. So it's yeah, give give it you know three months or so, and you'll oh yeah, start, that's, you'll I, start seeing something. But um, yeah, no, I was gonna say. My before and after that I put on Facebook, stuff like that, it's I, I don't get anything from that. Um, I get more from taking those, putting them on my, my Google mm -hmm. and my website. So when people click, that's where they're looking at. Yeah. They want to see some kind of before and after. Um, I do I share it on Facebook, stuff like that. But honestly, it's either word of mouth or Google or my website. And I think, I, I think Google, even being, you know, now a small business owner that you still look at Google reviews, you see who has good reviews or a lot of reviews. So like yeah. I do my best, like I, I kind of ask for reviews from people like, Hey, you know, if you don't mind, especially the people like I've yet to really have a customer that was unhappy with anything that I've done. Um, but you know, they're, that's driving. And I know everybody looks at it. And I had my first customer that literally found me on Google this past weekend was ecstatic that I drove to his house and he didn't take it somewhere because he had took it to another local guy and was worried his car and his in their lot was going to get dented. 
the people to to give them an estimate wasn't there. And I gave them an estimate over the phone or, or via text and said it'd be between this and this. If there's a other couple other factors that could come into it, that would change the price that would put it on the high end. And his car, I mean, he had like a 20 BMW M2 that I assumed the fenders were aluminum and they were steel and the dent took me like 15 minutes to fix. And I talked to him for two hours. And yeah. like, you know, gave me a great review, gave me a tip. Like I was happy with it. It was a Saturday. So it was. Yeah. Now are you using uh, mobile tech RX or I am. I, okay. uh, so on that, what uh, set your alerts up? Is yeah. I haven't messed okay. with those yet. And, and do it because stuff. do it. It saves so much time. And when they pay, that alert automatically goes out. You can pre-program it with your Google link to your review. Boom. Do I, you use their uh, like credit card paying off their stuff? I don't use the credit card stuff. I use Square because Square has always been great. Um, I've had it bef even before I was doing PDR. Um, I like it the best for me. Um, no, I was I, so I use a company off based from that's linked to my credit union that I bank through. Yeah. And uh, I can't ever get the card reader to work. I have to use a <laughs> dongle to match to my iPhone. And I, I'm I'm paying more money right now because I have a monthly fee with them. Their transaction fees are less than everyone else's, but I pay them every month too. Yeah. And I'm only doing a handful of credit card transactions right now a month. So I'm thinking of changing either to Square or just doing the mobile techs yeah, payment can... right now until I get to the, higher the... use. Okay, here, here's here's the reason I I don't use the mobile tech. When I use Square, I pass on, so I charge uh, 3.5% in-house. If it's over the phone, I charge 5% because it's a manual entry. So my processing fee, yes. If you don't do that, you can write off your processing fees at the end of the year. If, if I do it, it, it takes care of that. I already, I like, and I tell them, Okay. And I've got signs in here that, that say that, hey, there's a three and a half percent or whatever. And so if they want to pay with card, it's it's this much plus the percentage added on. If not, um, it's cash or I will take a business check or a local check if I feel like I can trust the person. I've, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I've had that to where like uh, I kind of fill out the person I'm talking to when I yes. whether I say I'll take a check or not. Um because honestly, I've, I've had some not really, I guess I've had some older people, you know, in their fifties or older that yeah. want to pay with check yeah. and, and I'm fixing nicer cars. So like they're, they can that's afford usually, 150 bucks or $200 that I charge them. That's usually uh, the ones that I accept checks from the older generation that they <laughs> still like writing everything out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's, it's but, not, and, and, so Bruce said more and more businesses are charging yeah, the fees that yeah. the body shop that I work for has a sign. They chart, they move that fee onto the customer. Yeah. Mo so most people, these people are, are now. and they're, so people are, they're paying fees on a thousand dollar deductible. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean, it's I crazy. It's, it's fine. I mean, it's the, every, their own. So it's, but so business for me is going well, at least it's, awesome. it'll get there. And I'm, I'm, I'm ready to yep. do it full time. It will, and uh, at Andy's meetup, uh, you'll get some contacts and stuff like that. That man, you know, you can always reach out to us, and and 
if you ever have any questions or, or anything like that. And Oh yeah. I had a uh, Carl actually told me to reach out to you one day. We were talking about, cause I've thought about trying to, I don't think anybody up here does motorcycles. And I've yeah, thought about maybe reaching into motorcycles. I hadn't decided yet. And he was like, yeah. I think Brandon built his own thing. You can tell him that I, that I miss, leave me alone. <laughs> My dog's missing. Uh, uh, said, uh, I should reach out to you. I was like, I think he made his own. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll bring you a list of everything that pretty much everything you need. I don't know if I want to do them. They look hard. Uh, I've never messed with them. Never even looked at one. Yeah. I've been trying to get Andy into doing it too. Um, But no, no, I'm not doing Bitcoin. Andy's (laughs) going to be a detailer before it's over with. Andy's going to (laughs) be a, Andy wants to be Matt Moore before it's over. (laughs) Uh, That's his goal. To eventually have have people doing it all, and which is a great, you know, thing to to shoot for. Um. Anyway, hey, so we're we're well past halfway. Oh, well past halfway on the. Uh, so so let's move into you know who Matt Myers is outside of the PDR world. What you like to do and stuff, and um, you know, uh, married kids, anything like that. So, so. I am married. Um, I've been married. Nine years. Better get it right. Uh, I, oh, I got it right. Next year's 10 years. My wife wants to take a big trip in June. Uh, these are my children now. Oh. Uh, hey, girls. So <laughs> I now have two dogs. Uh, full-blood German Shepherds, Reese. Uh, the brown one's Tallulah. Um, no kids for us. Not planning on having kids. And okay. if we have kids... The surgery was not successful. So uh, <laughs> um, we, uh, we, uh, we live here in Huntsville. We've been here since 2013. We moved about, I moved three days after we got married uh, up here to Huntsville from South Alabama. Um, my wife, we've been together since 2009 when we moved back, when we moved to Alabama, me and my family did. Um, yeah. We, uh, Oh. It's just us, you know. I'm I'm 36. I'm in the prime of my life, I guess. What uh, you know? Speaking of that, I mean, you know, me doing this 75 hard challenge. You were talking about, you know, you've lost a lot of yeah. weight, and I was like, I got a Facebook stalking. Then I'm like, holy crap, dude! So you went I, through a transformation. I, did I post some of those before and afters on Facebook? Yeah, I don't know. I have most of my social media maybe not locked yeah. down. Um, I think you did. If it so was, yeah. I don't know. I don't, let me see if I can find something if anybody's interested in seeing Fat Matt. Uh, as <laughs> some of my old friends called me, was Fat Matt. Matt. Um, I don't know if this is going to work. That's him. Right. Uh, the so, he's eating all the donuts, right? Yeah. So, actually, I graduated the police academy in 2009, in July 31st, 2009. And I was 186 pounds. Okay. And when I left that police department, Two years later, I was 240. I lost weight for my wedding. I got down to the lowest I ever got down then was 199. And then we moved up here and then my diet and exercise changed. I got fat again. The most I ever got was to uh, maybe 265. Okay. June of 20, I decided basically I'm depressed. I'm tired of being fat. I don't feel good. Tying your shoes is hard. 
so I, so I started working out and not eating and doing stuff. Um, I don't know if this works, but there's yeah, fat. That's, that's the one I saw. Yeah. And then that's, uh, last summer. Um, cause I basically don't keep up with any of the pictures anymore. Um, <laughs> so that's I decided awesome, to, to work out. So I got online coaches and I, I work out four days a week. Um, I meal prepped for a long time. Now I do my best just to track calories and protein intake. Um, yeah. Lost a total of about 70, 75 pounds. Uh, the awesome. lowest I got this summer was 178. I think I hit that one day. Um, so I. Now how tall are you? I'm six foot. Okay. I'm pretty kind of tall, six, average height. I used to be six four. Now I'm like six three. Um, I was getting old. Yeah. <laughs> um, feet getting bigger and I'm getting shorter. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've, I've always been like, I struggled to gain weight when I was younger. Um, I was a bean pole, um, filled out, especially when I traveled for eight plus years, uh, managing disaster work. I was in my truck all the time, eating, you know, drinking beer all the time and and i mean i think the biggest i got was only say about 235 236 but it was with me it was it's all good it's it's and then i was constantly bloated all the time and i've been like that i mean i'll be 43 in december and i've had three heart surgeries going up uh, I should have been doing this a lot sooner, uh, but I just kept excuses, excuses, excuses. Um, been on my son about, you know, working out, you know, you want to be a starting pitcher, you know, junior, senior year, you got to get stronger. Yeah, you can control the ball, but you got to get stronger, throw harder and all this. And they do workouts. I'm like, he's telling me these workouts. And um, I'm like, man, you're not getting, you know, what y'all are doing just didn't do anything. You got to do stuff on your own. And I built this, you know, got all this weight equipment in the shop last summer or summer before last. And he doesn't even touch it. And I mean, it's just a lot to it. And finally I told Andy, I was like, all right, beginning of this year, I'm doing the 75 hard challenge. We're going to do it together. And then we, we put it all. Finally, I was like September 1st, boom, I'm doing it. I don't care what it is. I just bought a bunch of beer. It was all in my mini fridge. I had to pour all that out, you know. <laughs> I'm like, you know, because by the time I get done with it, it's not going to be good anyway. And uh, of course, I had a buddy say, "Why don't you just call me out <laughs> of?" Yeah, somebody taking it from you. <laughs> I'm like, nope. I just poured out and I saw all the empty cans. And uh, but you know, it, it's so amazing how much better I feel. I'm not bloated. I'm not. Yep. Um, I mean, it's just mental clarity now. Yeah. I try to get eight hours, but I try to be, you know, no later than 10 o'clock. Uh, but like yesterday I had a long day here. I got home. My back was sore because of how I was standing and working all day yesterday. I still had to work out yesterday afternoon after it. Um, I got home, I took a shower. I was in bed by eight o'clock. My wife gets home. She's like, you're already in bed. I was like, my back's spent. It's not like hurt. It's just spent. I got to lay flat. And by 830, I was out like a light. Yep. You know, wake up five o'clock, 
walk again, I'm like, I feel great, you know, but getting more rest and, and doing everything else that I'm doing next week, I'll actually start actual strength training. You know, I've been doing nothing but, uh, getting my body used to a lot of reps, you know, lighter weight, stuff like that, doing it right. Um, and then next week actual start actual strength training. So I'm, I'm excited about it. I'm, I can see a difference in myself. I'm not going to reveal that until later on, yeah, maybe 75 the, days. Yeah. In 75 days. But that's the way to but, do it though. You know, the way you're doing it, it's great. I don't well, do a lot of cardio, but I, I don't either. Four days yeah. a week. I mean, but you walk. I don't do that. I just walk a bunch at work. It's, well, walking's not a whole lot of cardio unless you're just power walking. Well, the 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 thing is, is that, and it, it took me a long time to learn on the on the health side that your exercise, the exercise time that you're doing, is yeah. such a small portion of how many calories you burn in that day. When it comes to yeah. whether you want to lose weight or you want to maintain weight or you want to feel better, but that neat time, which is like non exogenic thermo reaction. I don't know. It's, it's just your body burning calories, right? Um, just from being alive. If you just walk and have a step goal every day, like I have an yeah. 8,000, it's supposed to be six to eight. I do 13 to 15 typically every day, yeah, a thousand steps um, that you'll get to that helps just how many calories you can eat, how things are going, make sure you're not going crazy balance your life in moderation like i eat i buy everything like calorie free or reduced calorie diet everything now sodas everything is something zero or it has five or ten calories if it's on occasion i'll have something that'll be just be a diet with stuff but that movement is so goes so far in your body to make you feel better like me at 30 i got diagnosed with gout and at 30 i was i had High blood pressure, gout, bad cholesterol. Yeah. Taking medicine for everything. And now I take nothing. I just stopped it when I was started feeling better. And I don't need any of it anymore. I haven't I, I might have had one gout attack in two years. Um, yeah. so it's it goes a long way just to be a healthier lifestyle. It does. And and back of my head, um so the last time I had heart surgery was when I was 15. <clears throat> so, and after that, the doctor said, well, you know, if you have to ever have to have it again, uh, probably be in your forties and we'll just replace your valve with a, a mechanical valve then. And uh, then I'll be on blood thinner the rest of my life, stuff like that. Well, I used to go checkups every single year. And for a long time, it was progressively getting better on its own. And then he was like, well, let's go uh, five years without me having to see you. And I let it go like eight years. <laughs> and finally went back a couple of years ago and they changed names in the group and lost all my records. I was the youngest heart patient at two weeks old in 1979 in the States. And, uh, they've they have none none of my records so i had to go in there like a brand new patient you know uh same heart doctor who's like you know he remembered me but it's been eight years he didn't yeah. remember anything remember else about it. yeah and uh 
so he's you know listening of course i gotta do ekg and then i have to do a stress test and i'm like i'm out of shape you know yep. and i gotta do stress test i mean it's i'm oh, just just dying over there they're like oh you got a murmur i'll always have a murmur in my heart i mean I, i'll always have that you know there'll always be some sort of seepage there and um but they have nothing to base it on prior to now to know if it was worse or normal or better, normal, you know, what it is now. And so I've put it off for about two years. I need to go back and have another checkup just for a checkup. But I'm like, they're going to do a stress test again. And uh, so that's in the back of my head. Another was uh, if I do this now, anytime I say something to my son, he sees me doing it. And so Last Thursday, he, uh, he started working out with me. Yesterday, or Monday, he worked out with me. So, hopefully, and he does his workouts at school, but when he gets done here, even with just the reps and lighter weight, he can feel it more yep. after he gets done with me. Um, and, and my cousin's put me on a – he's the one that's, that's, you know, doing the whole system for me. Um, but yeah, I, you know, it's like quit telling my son to do it and, and I, I need to do it in order for him to see it and, and join in with me. So there, there's a lot to it, a lot to my goal on it. And, you know, we'll see. Consistency is key in all of it, whether it's, yeah. we move somehow every day. So it's, that goes a long way. Just you going out for walks because it's a habit forming. Like it this is, is a rough week for me at the gym. I missed my workout yesterday because I was, I went and got a, a car from a dealership to fix a roof that it looks like a bunch of six year olds danced on, <laughs> and so I worked. And then our bedroom's above it, so my wife made me stop. So it's been sitting in my garage. And as soon as I get done here, I'm going to go out there and finish this roof. Bang so on it again. <laughs> yeah, she's not here. She has work stuff, so it, so that works out. But it's the consistency is key. Once you start lifting weights, it's actually going to help probably your shoulders and stuff just in the PBR yeah. side of things to help longevity in your body, which is, which is great for everybody. But yeah. I hurt my rotator cuff. I don't know, two years ago and it took about a year to, and I still can't like throw a baseball hard um, or anything like that. Like I can move it fine. So when I go to do a pull up and I, I hang like this, it pulls right there. And I yeah. can't do that. I can't do the pull-ups because of that. It's still, it's not like it's a, a knife pain or anything like that. I just know it's not completely healed. So I can do other yeah. exercises to strengthen that up more. And then once it's better, I can move on. Yeah. And that's relative. I, my back hurts 99% of the day all the time. <laughs> so it's, I mean, I, it actually hurts less during the day than when I get up out of bed. So as soon yeah. as I relax, mine's all from tension, but it's, it'll get. Well, I've, and I've been doing stretches, uh, like 30 minute stress, stretch sessions and stuff and including my back. I mean, sometimes it feels like it makes it even, you know, more Worse. sore. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, dang. but mine's uh, all in my hips, all really? my hip flexors. Yeah. If I, if I would consistently stretch my hips, I did it for a while. All the pain goes away. And I just, I just lose track of doing it. Don't have time to do it. Don't, yeah. when I worked at CarMax a year ago, 
um, I worked night shifts at three to midnight and I went to the gym before. So I had nothing but time. I'd go to the gym two or three hours before I had to be at work and I'd stretch for 30 minutes, work out, then go to work and then go home and sleep because I didn't have anything else to do. I love it. I love it. So your, your wife is actually from Dothan. Yeah, she's from um, Geneva County, which is the county just west of Dothan. She's from Geneva. Well, holy crap! I, uh, so my well, one of my brother in laws is from Geneva. Really? Graduated from there. Everything still hunts up there. So she's um, from uh, the town next to that, Hartford. But uh, okay. Geneva's the county seat, and it's the name of the county. But it's yeah. the whole county is twenty five thousand people. So yeah, it's, oh, it's, it's small. It's, that's that's where my mom's from. That's where her that's family's where, from. That's, that's her grandfather funny, was the police chief of the city of Geneva back in the day. Well, then they would know uh, last name Minshew. They they would know Probably. that because his dad is shoot, he's in his eighties. So yeah, he and like well known up there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they they would know. That's pretty funny. But no, I was gonna say my um, so my Harley dealership down here. That when I got my foot in the door there, the guy who I did work for and all that, he uh, he left here and has been the GM for the uh, Dothan. He is actually from Dothan. Uh, he's in his early sixties now, maybe. Um, but originally back in the seventies or whatever had worked at the Harley dealership in Dothan. It's where he started working. Anyway, now he's the GM there. And so he does send me tanks and stuff from, from Dothan from Dothan, or yeah. he'll bring them down because he's got a huge cabin cruiser boat and it's docked now in Pensacola. The, but, uh, uh, the tank thing I thought about doing in PDR cause my, my brother just moved back to Kansas, but he uh, he worked for a custom shop in Sampson, which is in Geneva County. Um, okay. He built all of their exhausts and designed some of them called bone shakers, anybody that's into Harleys. Um, yeah. But I could probably like get work through like that custom shop, like if they ever had somebody asking um, somewhere I could drive down. It'd be, I mean, it's a, it's a like four and a half, five hour drive, but yeah for a specialty thing, especially if you get one or two set up or more, you could, it'd be worth well, the trip. Yeah. It'd be better to get them to, um, either meet you halfway and deliver it to you. And then when you get done or just ship it to you, um, because you trying to go down there and, and do it, trying to make a mobile setup, stuff like that. You want it to where you can kind of control the environment too. Yeah. Cause if you feel rushed on a tank, you're going to end up screwing it up. Um, it's not as hard as you think. Now there, it 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 does work your shoulders and elbows a lot more, and it's all about where the dent's located. If you actually have access to it, stuff like that, because not every dent can be repaired on it. Um, but we'll well, I'll go into a lot of depth to that with you if you want to get started on it and stuff like that. Sure. It's something I've, I've thought about, you know, I think all of us have all, always kind of think of what we want to do next, like expand yeah. your business. Like two years from now, I'd like to do this or a year from now or this yeah. or that. And we probably all think that we're going to jump out of here and everybody's just going to give us as much work as we can handle. 
Yeah. And it's not really like that. You end well, up getting work you don't want to do sometimes, but you take it because you need money. And then, well, well, that's the the same way with the the motorcycle stuff. You know, there's a lot of people that want to get into it and think, oh, well, you know, oh, so and so can throw me work and all this. It's it's hard to get in to that niche. It, it really is because, like the dealerships, unless you've done something for, say, the GM of that dealership, it's hard to get your foot in there because they almost would rather just buy a tank what's good right now is i was already in with the dealership here and it'll go in spurts i'll do several of them and then it could be months uh before i do any tanks i'm not like grom and hamby and and tory jenkins and they get them shipped from all over and stuff like that um but like in the last month i've done three of them for them and a couple of them back to back and it was stuff that was just the paint's damaged they've got a painter that said hey can you at least get it to where he doesn't have to do a whole lot to it i said yeah here's the price and uh they're like okay hell yeah can you come get it no it's just me here at the shop i'm booked up if you can deliver it out here okay we'll send a guy out here they send a guy drop it off when i get done i call them they've been coming back um, it's actually been, been nice, but it, I remember going into different shops and stuff. I even went into that one before I ever knew anybody went to service, explained what I did, dropped some cards off. It's basically like, okay, yeah, get out of here. If a customer has a dent in it, we'll replace it. You know, until I had somebody in there that, which is the guy I was talking about called me about his truck and when i gave him a price on that he said well two other pdr guys said they couldn't do it that it's not fixable like yeah that's fixable and he said well have you ever done motorcycle tanks and fenders <laughs> i'm like i've done a couple and i need more and uh so i went down there he showed me a few i ended up doing them for him and his truck door, he showed the actual owner of the place. That's when I got my foot in the door because I actually yeah. saw. So the first one that the owner said I could do and they gave me to do was a matte black tank, six-gallon tank with a dent that big in the side of it. I got it all out. It was before I had a stand. Uh, I had it strapped down to, to a, a, a transmission table out here and trying to lean over that sucker and get it out. I got it like nothing ever yeah. happened i took it back and the owner looked me dead in the face he said i'll tell you right now i told robbie that you couldn't fix that and that's why i gave it to him he said you just proved me wrong you got all my business okay so every time i go in there he's sitting up front i make sure that i say hey to him yeah you know you know talk to him for a second but i deal with all the guys in the it's yeah. It's something that I've thought about, you know, because like like I said, I didn't think anyone up here does particularly. Nah. Nobody specializes in it. Uh, nah, I, I, know I know of. no people. Carl told me he fixed a fender one time. Uh, and I actually had like the guy that fixed my garage door mentioned it to me. And uh, I was like, yeah, I think I may know who did that for you or for his friend that had done it. Because um, yeah. I think 
a lot of people are like, Oh, try it. I don't know if it'll work, you know, on, on different things. Um, yeah. And I'm kind of a big believer. There's a lot of stuff. Once you start watching these videos, you can fix basically anything. If you're, if you got the time and desire to try to fix it. You're right. <laughs> it's you're right. You know, managing expectations is big on those, but it's, it's something, you know, it's, I can only buy so many tools and the, few months that i'm in so it's it's something i eventually want to i think i'll get into just to even if yeah. it's not hugely profitable eventually hopefully your name gets out i'm i'm doing my best to have really really good quality um yeah. people to be happy with the work that i do so that it word of mouth is always going to be the best kind of advertisement i can go spend thousands of dollars on tv ads and somebody yeah. telling their friend that I did a good job is, but if you can't back it up, way. if you can't back it up with actual quality work, then there's no sense in it. Yeah. People will see you right through that. No, you're doing, you're doing good. You're doing the way it should be. Um, I don't have like the, the Grom ultra tool set for the, you know, tanks and all that. I didn't buy that. I use the ones I have. I use, or I made some, um, I bought one of your tools that was a one. Is some fender tool that's going to build you or something? Yeah. 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 Well, I was, I had somebody ask me about a fender and they sent me a picture and I was like, man, I don't have a, I don't have a tool that'll get to that, the edge of the fender. So yeah. I went looking and I found that one. I was like, well, I'm going to buy that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, so it's not the exact shape that my original is. It's been in about, I don't know, an inch more. So I, I go back to my original <laughs> one all the time. <laughs> the one you yeah. put a torch yeah. to and put it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I've been in around a, uh, I took an old rotor and put a, welded a big nut on it. <laughs> stuck yeah. the end of that rod through it and just kept heating it up and bending it around. So it's not like the perfect bend, like the A1 one. I still yeah. use the, the A1 tool all the time too. But if I need it to get a little bit further up, I got to go back to my, man, Early. Actually, I I used the Hercules tool on that Ford truck. Uh, Evan earlier said he was like, "Man, I had access to like eight thousand dollars worth of Ultra tools and had no idea what he was doing." So, Carbax is in with Dent Magic. That's where yeah. they get all of their tools is Dent Magic, right? And <laughs> they're not bad tools. My first set was a Dent Magic set. <laughs> so, so not, it's not that they're bad tools. Just, yeah. I guess that you know the technology of tools is expanded from just having this bullet tip piece of metal yeah. and uh, and yeah. and they have you know they have more that came out of just just tips but that's how i started it was just metal on metal nothing soft and uh i finally convinced them to buy me some stuff no idea what to buy i bought them from dip magic everything was too weak but yeah. you know I, and that's how like oh man this doesn't fit like they they had a uh, a brace tool that instead of being like a J hook, it was like a V Yeah, that didn't go into anything. And back in the day, like in 06 or whatever it was, we had just torched the stuff and put it in the floor grate and bent everything so that it, yeah. we could use it on something. And I wasn't even I, a I dead did. guy back then. I just was wasting time back there. And they'd be like, where'd he go? He's supposed to be cleaning cars. <laughs> I'm making a tool. I did look my first set was dent magic and uh that's only so the set I trained on and, and learned with was all finesse tools. Um but it was all steel, you know, bullet tips, stuff like that. 
Uh, yeah, I didn't learn about taping tools until after I left and went out on my own. Taping the ends of it, I'd I'd go to Harbor Freight. I'd get a pack of welding gloves, and I cut fingertips off. Put it on the I end of that tool, of that. wrap it up, and I was like, "There we go." <laughs> Man, when I saw, I saw. Uh, <laughs> uh, Chris, um, with dentless touch, mm-hmm. put leather on a tool one day, right? I went to Joanne's Fabrics <laughs> and bought, a, like, I don't know, a foot or two feet worth of, like, half-inch wide leather. And I just, like, would cut it off, like, two inches in. And then, I mean, I'd tape it with oh yeah tape from the shop or whatever and put it on there and push with that. And the yep. next thing you know, I'd pull it off and it'd be inside a, a door or something. Cause I'd put it on a flat <laughs> bar that didn't have an adjustable tip or something Yeah. and I'd lose it. So I'd cut another piece off like the, uh, Tessa tape. I'm like, what's Tessa tape or the wrong kind. Never used it. Now that I'm using Tessa tape, everybody's like, gotta use Glexo. And I'm like, man, <laughs> I can't even catch up by the time that's going on now. So I, I use gaff tape for most everything, which, you know, gaff tapes, what they hide you know, wiring on stages yeah. and stuff like that. So guitar centers, 20 bucks a roll. It used to be, uh, but it'll last for a long time. And then it's two inches wide. So I'd peel it in like thirds yeah. sections, you know, down wrap it like that. And that's, that's great for everything that you need until you use heat. When you use heat, you need to test the tape. And the real test the tape, I'd always go down to my Mercedes dealership and buy it from there, 20 bucks a roll. And, you can't tear it. You can't do anything with it. You got to cut it. But I would use the gaff tape. And if I needed, I would coat it with a test of tape, you know, and have an R4 cherry tip under all that. And, yeah. uh, you know, I, that, that cherry cap would last for a long time. The softening my tools made my repairs so much better. <laughs> like, Especially no, on bigger had- stuff. On small stuff, if it's sharp and you just start over pushing on some of these things, you're like, oh, well, that's messed up. I had a guy, because I've trained two or three PDR techs. I've trained mm-hmm. I've trained painters and all kinds of stuff. Like, it, at least I've attempted to train. If they don't want to yeah. listen to me, there's nothing I can do about it. Yeah. And, and uh, I've had them go, like, completely chew up a body line on a door. So, like, Nissan is super soft metal. They have like I can remember one specifically, an Ultima door. He had put something down the window, flat bar or whatever. It wasn't a twist tool. And chewed this dent up. He's like, Man, I'm struggling with this. Can you come see if you can do anything with it? I would look at it, I was like, uh no. Like it was silver or like it was some form of silver. I'm like, that thing's chewed up. That thing's gonna get painted. You destroyed that thing. Like you were a little late coming and asking for help. <laughs> <laughs> oh man well what dude is- it's uh yeah we're hour and 12 minutes in so well yeah it was a good show dude i i i'm glad that you know you're you can talk and talk and talk i love it that's what oh, we yeah. need that's the type of guest that we love to have on that there's no awkward silence and stuff that's my wife uh, are you gonna get to the point <laughs> that's what she tells me all the time like, use your words like i yeah. am a lot of them I have I have the gift of of gab uh, yeah. it comes from my grandfather and and all that side of the family. Mine but, comes uh, from my mom. Oh, 
that, that's that's all on my mom's side is yeah. the Rambos. But uh, anyway, appreciate you coming on, brother. Nice. And uh, enjoyed it. Appreciate the yeah. invite. You know, appreciate I'm everybody welcome. who did watch and who's still watching and commented and everything. Um, I didn't ask you if you've used Denops yet. Um, I have it. Um, okay. I it is definitely big on my radar. Um, yeah. I actually haven't had anything that I've needed Denops for yet. Um, it's uh, it's well, I've you, seen them will. now for a few months. It's it. I haven't signed up with them. It's something I want to do. Um, I know there's other people out there, and there for a while they were limiting on you know who they're how many people yeah. they're having, and I don't want to take someone's spot, especially when I'm like we don't have a hellstorm up here. We don't have any of that stuff well, to where it, I would you need don't have, it. Well, it's not just for hell. So I've I've used them on a couple of hell jobs, but I've also used them on big repairs that uh, one was the bedside needed to be, you know, repaired. The bumper had to be replaced rear bumper, but I knew I could repair the bedside, but with the size and everything else, I was going to be off matrix on PDR. So I went ahead and sent it to Noah. Noah converted all full conventional bedside replacement, everything on there ended up being almost $4,000 job. Yeah, I don't see. And for me, yeah. like because I'm so new at all of this stuff, and like I said, I, I don't have a mentor at all. Like I've, there's a local dent wizard guy that's been here now, a little over a year. Super nice guy, um, GW. That uh, I'll ask stuff for occasion, but I've, I don't really have a whole lot of people to ask a lot of questions on. That when people are talking on here, how to do? Oh, go. You know, they write it as conventional. To me, I don't understand how you can write it at this and then not do that repair well it's it's so here's the thing it's it's up it's the customer's decision on which we want to go so you know you're you're getting the money for the conventional repair you're getting the money so if that's the route they want to go there's the money to do that if you know you can do it paintless dent repair why i got you so what it is is they're having yeah. So at the so they, what I they do, pay the customer. Customer pays you. Not necessarily. So even if they pay you, so what you do is say on a hell job, and it calls for certain panels. If it's off matrix, I send it to Noah. They write it up where it's conventional repair. Okay, knowing that you're going to fix it PDR. Okay. Well, my invoice to the customer shows it all as everything was repaired PDR. Okay, my invoice to them has nothing to do with conventional repair unless I actually did conventional repair on that specific, you know, like yeah. like that one truck. I, I did replace the bumper and have to re repaint it and stuff like that. But the bedside was all PDR. I repaired it that way. hundred percent. No conventional, no replacement. You're, you're getting the money. Um, yeah. So. Like Noah said, it's a it's an estimate versus a repair plan, so it's up to the customer. Uh, that's what I tell them, especially on hell. Um, I'm like, look, I can already tell you before I write this up that it's going to throw it off matrix. So if you see my estimate, it's going to call for paint and body work because once it gets over a certain number, insurance is going to say, oh, it's cheaper for us to replace paint and all that, which in the long run it really isn't. No. You know, 
Uh, so you're getting conventional money, but you're doing all the repairs for it, as far as what you're doing is all painless. Yeah. So I know it. It works. There's too many people already like raving over it. That it's oh, it, it works. That it's awesome. That uh, it's something that that's it's definitely on my radar to use. Um, and I hope I get to the point to where I do that for me personally, I actually wouldn't mind going somewhere and doing some training. Um, so, so if you go, I've like never done any of it. Well, like Ryan said, he said, let's get you signed up tomorrow. Go ahead and sign up. Uh, it's free to sign up. And I'm assuming, and Noah can correct me, but you know, in the beginning they were giving you two free, uh, uh, what do you call it? Where they, the, they estimates it. or whatever it is. Yeah. So what they're doing is they're taking your mobile tech and they're converting it to CCC. Okay. But they are actually taking the time and looking up everything. Yeah. The crap. That's not in mobile tech RX, you know, every little part that is a one-time use and stuff like this. And it gives you a better battle and it's all in the insurance company's language. Uh, so if you have any type of insurance job, at least, at least do that once or twice with them. Uh, and now guys are saying that they're actually getting the insurance companies to pay for that. What you paid in ops. I didn't, was it you or Andy had someone pay for it? Well, I think Jack, I think Jack Bucknell did and a couple others. And there's a certain way you got to word it and stuff. And no one will know how to, I think he's. I'll tell you though, an insurance company, the last body shop that I worked for, the, the, like GM of it yeah. is a wizard at writing all that stuff and training people on how to write that crap. And they got paid for all kinds of just ridiculous estimates. Yeah. And it's, I mean, I think it's great for the PDR business because, you know, prices shouldn't go down. We're more, in, at least in my opinion, probably everybody's opinion, we're more skilled than most body techs on, when it comes to things, because it just takes longer to learn. I can teach yeah. someone to put mud on stuff and it doesn't necessarily knock people that do body work. I do it every single day. I put on two door skins today. Like it's just, it's a different skill set yeah. that every single body tech I've ever met while doing PDR goes, I wish I could do that. Yeah. Like, well, and, and there's, I want to say that the, those that try to, transition from a body man who's been doing that for so long into just pdr um the majority of them convert right back to body because they they they've been doing that so long the way that they do that they don't have the patience to really you know learn the the the, the art of painless dent repair doing um, getting money as a body guy is fast money you have to work fast 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 Yes. Get money in PDR is you've got to work efficient and smart and do very it, overall quality is your big thing. Yeah. So he, uh, you're talking about uh, it's a valuable skill set for sure. I highly recommend learning more about estimating. But yeah, they do two free estimates. So no, just go a, on there to go on there tomorrow. And, well, at least go ahead and get signed up. At least you'll, if you go ahead and get signed up, then you're in there. Yeah, um when you need uh, it yep so they uh love they find it. everything man i i love it um i'd love to learn how to do the ccc and and you know but um 
until I do a lot more insurance other than just hail. Um, yeah. And I haven't but, done any insurance except for one hail car through a body shop. So it's, yeah. you know, for me, it's, I've, I had a customer the other day asked me if I was willing to, if I worked with insurance and I said, I don't know how, but I'll figure it out if you need me to. Well, you can always um, get up with Paul Gordon. And oh yeah, just, I'm in that group, and they, you know, all that well, stuff you know, a thirty minute, a thirty minute phone call with him. Uh, no, I mean he'll he'll charge you a little bit, but it's well worth it. He will. Oh, yeah. I, unfortunately, he, all of these things are all stuff on my radar. I'm trying to figure out what's going, yeah. what I'm going to do, and how to expand my business, and you know, even yeah. podcasts like this and all the other ones that I've tried to listen to YouTube videos verbiage goes a long way with talking to people um, trying to get more money. I've got to get, I'm in that such an early stage that I'm afraid to price things higher because I need the money and want the money. So I'm, I'm slowly trying to creep up a little bit, especially on more difficult repairs. If it's a little small ding, someone sent me, I price it on the lower end just because I know it's things will be a little bit quicker. I'll get the money. Anything that's relatively complicated. I'm trying to creep up my prices a little bit to try to make you it. Just, you just need to call me. We'll talk about it. Cause I'll get that. I'll get that head trash <laughs> out of your head. Cause that's all it is. <laughs> yeah. Trust no, me. Yeah. Join the den ops community. And like on my way home from, yeah. from work today, I saw his post in Paul's group saying hey yeah. would you guys be interested in this like it was a say yes or no and i said i said yes and it wasn't like i hadn't even yeah. got in the driveway he had <laughs> liked my comment saying yeah i'll join this stuff because yeah. i want to get to where i i want i'm making the money that i deserve for the work that i put in i'm not trying to screw an insurance company i'm not trying to screw an individual i just want to make money that i'm happy because paul put it the right way in all those posts the only people that have to be happy with your price is you and the customer. Exactly. So I want yeah. I want to be happy with what I'm getting, the work that I'm doing, and do a fair price, and everybody come out on the positive side of it. Yeah. Because I'm not doing this to make to get rich. Of course, I'd love to be rich, but well, I enjoy you, you, doing the work, and I want to just live a comfortable life and enjoy but, what I'm doing. Yeah, and you, but you want to get to the point where, like you said, you're getting paid for the actual the quality of work that you do. You know, if you're doing high quality work, you need to get paid what it's worth. And that's why I like Mobile Tech RX because I don't stray away from the numbers on there because do I know use, I can. Do you use Paul's that? pricing guide? Oh, yeah. I use 22 version. So <laughs> my, my business cards still have the one inch at 154. And like a guy grabbed it the day after paying for his and his buddy, I gave him an estimate and he said, oh, I thought you said one inch was like 163 something. I said, it is. That's my old cards, and I'm not printing new ones until those, those are, are out. gone. <laughs> yeah, he's like, smart man. I said, the prices have gone up a little bit since I printed those. He's like, I love the cards. I've been using paper. I've been using uh, what is it, the 2020 version a little bit. Yeah, um, and that's the 154. Yeah, 50, and I'm, yeah, so I use that. that on my low end of things to where like, I try to do my minimum is 125 right now. I want to get to that like 150 mark because I think that yeah. one, I don't know what our, I don't know. And I know a couple techs around here and people price differently. I want to be, I don't want to be the most expensive person and I don't well, want to well, be the here, here, cheapest person. But here's the thing. If you're, 
how I explain it to customers, especially when it's right there in front of them, when I'm using it, I go by a national pricing structure. Okay. I don't pull numbers out of my rear end. So anything up to an inch is this price right here. If it's behind bracing, if it's on body lines, I have, there's upcharges because I know I can get it all out. I know I can repair it. Um, so this is how much it's going to cost. I did a, an estimate yesterday and I explained it to everybody when I do my estimates. So even when I just look at it, depending on say this dent was in the door, that uh, was two inch it's creased in the middle of it. Um, but it's down where it felt like it's probably behind a brace. Okay. So I explained to him right there in front of him. I said, all right, well measure this out two inch. There's an upcharge for a crease. Okay. Uh, I said, it's most likely behind bracing. So how I always do my estimate is I do worst case scenario. So I'm going to put on here that I've got an R and I, the inner panel. I've got to, uh, forgot what else it was, the belt molding or something like that. Or, or anyway, it was something on there. I said, my first way that I'm going to try to get to this dent is rolling the window down, going down through the window. If I can get to it, repair it. I take this amount off. I would rather call you and say, Hey, your car's done. I didn't have to do this, this, and this. So now your, your, your total is reduced instead of me calling you and saying, Hey, I got to do this, 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 and add money to it. He's yeah. like, can we book it right now? Like, yes, sir. Let's go ahead. And I've, I've been trying to get to that way, you know, and it's a, it's a mental thing for you to get into, into that play. And I've, I've started getting better at, at those price ranges. And like I listened to PDR college the other day where they mm -hmm. Shane and Paul was on it. It was their last one they did with Paul on it. And they use the word factors as changing. Yeah. And so I'm trying to implement Cause I think that that works. And I'm like, I give them a price range, this, this, if the dent's larger than what you're showing me in this picture, if this is aluminum, if it's this, if it's this or whatever, um, not knowing off the, off the idea. And, they're like, okay, cool. And then I'm like, if I can't repair it, I don't charge you. And then I'll reduce the price. If I'm not happy with my repair, I'll reduce the price on the person. And then, you know, if these factors don't come into play, you'll have the lower end of it. If yeah. it does come into play, it'll be the higher end of it. And so how I tell my customers, I'm hundred percent satisfaction guarantee. And before they say anything and I said, I tell them I'm hundred percent satisfaction guarantee. That includes your satisfaction and my satisfaction. So if I'm not satisfied with my repair on it. I don't charge. They're like, what? And I've done that several times and they're like, it looks great. I'm charging. I'm paying you something. I'm like, no, you're not. I get them customers back tenfold. I've argued, I've argued with customers on not getting paid on some stuff that I didn't like. And finally gave in and took some money from them because they were way more adamant yeah. about at least compensating me for attempting a little bit. And, you know, obviously you always make it look better. It's always better. <laughs> Andy. It's always better than, uh, than yeah, we're, it was. He likes me better than you, Andy. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, trying conversation. Beat, we're trying to beat uh, James uh, Ricci's uh, time since. He beat Don Cavanaugh's. We're, we're going to beat his. Look, it's the anniversary show, so it's going <laughs> to yeah. be a little long. It'll be long, yeah. 
Hopefully um, your walk went well. <laughs> you always rush to pee. <laughs> it's because you always have to pee. You got to get up and run I away. Know. Yeah. <laughs> How many times did you pee on the beach there? <laughs> did you go wade right out back. the water? Let me go in the water. We go wade. We go wade in the water. <laughs> I mean, for me, I'm I'm super happy about. <laughs> I pooped once. Hey, thanks, Ryan. Uh, Matt will get with you tomorrow and, and sign up, buddy. Oh yeah, I need to sign up with him. It's I'm I'm super super excited for my business to grow. My wife is super supportive on me. She's actually pushing me to stop doing collision work. So, yeah. like, I've legit worked basically eight to five. Now, the body shop that I'm working for is very good about me. Like, hey, when we when I started, they knew. If you got PDR to go do, I understand you have another business that you're doing that stuff and that comes first, you can leave. And I try to yeah. balance it between the two and, you know, just not up and leave them. I'll go with lunch and do stuff. But uh, my wife's like, when are you going to back off? You need to go be trying to make contacts and try to get more work and try to do these things. And it's, yeah. it's just fantastic because I want to, because that's what makes me happy is pushing dents and doing those things. How I... I've tried to explain it to everybody that has the same or in, in the same situation because I was there. When you finally are able to give a hundred percent of your time and your energy into your business, helping it grow, you'll see how much faster it will grow. I know you're working you know, part-time at the body shop, but a lot of your attention is there mm -hmm. and it's hard to, and if you can do it and you can just go out there and, and put a hundred percent of your time and energy into growing that business, it'll grow a lot faster than you think. And it's not something that's just overnight, but in just, I mean, a few weeks to a month, every month will, will start getting better than the month before. Um, and it's, you know, you know what you need to make as far as a base thing to pay bills and stuff like that. So, yeah. And you that's, know. and that's a tough thing for me because my wife has been pushing, we have old cars, uh, about getting a car. So we finally went and with the way price, even though used cars are about to drop in prices, uh, yeah. we went and it was cost us the exact same amount of money to buy a brand new car than it will a used car. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so we went like a week or two ago and put it down, not a down payment, but like a reserve on a brand new forerunner. And yeah. so now I'm hustling even more trying to get as much money as I can get to put a really good down payment on it. Yeah. And that, you know, unfortunately that just stresses me because we have no car payments. Now we're going to have car payments and it's, yeah. it, well, uh, it'll, it'll all work out. I promise you because I was in the same boat. So, um, when I quit being mobile and I purchased the shop here, um, when I, I stopped being mobile. I'm like, I'm just going to be here. Okay. Well then, um, looking at years before and then every year it has, you know, my sale, everything's just going up and up and up. Um, it's because people start like as a shop, people start getting used to you being at a location. Once that's established and they get into that, you being mobile, it's all about your repairs, 
your your the the way you you interact with a customer, how punctual you are to a job that you're doing, um, all that comes into play, uh, and that's what you're focusing on on getting out there. But you've got to have a hundred percent of your your thoughts, your time, and that's why I quit the other yeah. collision center I was at. I was like, there's no, I, I can't work a full-time job and then try to start this business from scratch. Like yeah. body shops are closed by the time I get off. Dealerships are towards the end of their day. Like I just need yeah. to jump into, and I did. And like, I got some contacts and I've done some and had some stuff, but honestly, if I wouldn't have ever started again, I probably would have been further, but I wouldn't have made as much money as I have over the last like <laughs> six or seven weeks, which yeah. I mean, it, it, there's positives and negatives to both of them, but I've, I'm getting more and more fed up with the collision side of things. Now, again, that it's only, it's only been like five. And, and that'll, and that'll, and that'll weigh heavy on your mind and stuff too. And, and, you know, you, you want to go out there with a clear head and, and really, you know what you can do. Like I said, quality wise, how you repair dents, you know what you can fix, what you can't fix. Uh, if it's car lots, um, you know, even if they're saying no, walk the lot, just kind of look and see what's there. If there's, you're noticing there's not a lot of small dings, but there's some bigger stuff and you know, you can do that. You can always say, I understand you have a guy, is he tackling the bigger dents on these vehicles, you know? Do what the other guy's not. I'm not saying go undercut him and stuff like that. But if somebody's not doing what they should, what can be done, even if you got the bigger stuff, I mean, that's, that's, that's a little bit and that gets your foot in the door. If you're not trying to take that establish it, I'm not trying to take this technician job away from him. I'm not, you know, but if he's not able to do this, give me a call. If he's out of town, give me a call, you know, that's, That's how I've to... addressed pretty much everywhere I went because everybody always has somebody already. So yeah. I don't know. I know a couple of the guys up here a little bit. Or I know one guy in my area. Carl's not necessarily even right. my competition. Um, we live like 20 minutes from each other or 45 minutes from each other, but we're, we're not, we don't really compete for work a whole lot. Um, but I, I'm not particularly trying to take people's work from them. I'm like, I know you got a guy. That's fine. If they're on vacation, can't do something um, or can't get to you and you need something now, give me a call. I'll gladly come try to help. Um, And I mean, it's worked and I'm just going to keep growing as if I get my name out that I do quality work for a fair price. And keep stopping by those places. Keep stopping by them. Keep stopping by them. And that's where I need to quit doing collision work. And so I can go to those places because I'm filthy at the end of the day, I, I bring clothes and change yeah. to go price dents and to go do things, but it's, I mean, I'm going to get there and it's unfortunately coming into winter. That's why I quit when I did, because it was going to be summer. So it would help a little bit, you know, just yeah. it's warmer, a little more time in the day to do stuff, but I'm not well, super you, concerned that it's not going to work out. Well, you, you can always, um, the, say the body shop you're at, say, Hey, it, even if I'm not working here, you know, try to work out a deal with them like Andy did for so long. 
before he bought his shop. And he was in a body shop right behind where he bought his shop for years. He used an area and he would give, he'd either do small stuff for them for free. You know, when they had stuff just to, the you know, as the rent, but at least it gives you somewhere, especially winter months. And you have an indoor place like that, you know, um, it, it, it's good. I mean, team up with, with a body shop like that and, and work it out with them. Um, yeah, they appreciate it. They'll still throw you work. Um, but as long as you don't get caught back up in the conventional side of it, you're just, you're I just, just our guy. I yeah. want to, I just want to get away from the conventional side of things. I don't, I don't like the big, big stuff. Like they want to argue about stuff. I got a car right now that needs a frame and it's, it needs a frame. That's the way I don't know how to fix it. I've tried to fix it. I can't fix it. I told him I can't fix this. This is out of my wheelhouse. And yeah. like damn near shit my pants the other day, breaking a bolt while pulling on this frame at, you know, thousands of pounds of pressure. And it just, it's just not something I enjoy doing. I didn't. Yeah. I, if you I don't enjoy doing it, it, you don't need to be doing it. No. So, a, but it's, I, I'll get there and I'm fine with, you know, how it's going. And I, I honestly appreciate everybody that's in the PDR community because even if they don't, I'm not asking specific questions to them. I pay attention to tons of questions that are asked. I look at, watch videos and see how things are going. Um, yeah. Isn't his his internet screwing up everywhere? Isn't it here when he's at home? He's but just, it's he's just screwy is all. He is. So it's it uh it's. I'm going to get there. I'm excited to grow. I'm excited to, you know, like his meetup. I'm excited to meet other dick guys. Um, yeah. Cause I've never had anybody to one, not that we all just want to talk about dents, but you know, make contacts. Um, I'm going to go to MTE. I'm planning on going to MTE this year. Never been there before. So I'm like, you know, just between hearing, you know, some of the stories of people like having fun and stuff, just up late talking and have, Facebook don't know me. Because uh, you didn't just, hit the link, Jack. Yeah, just getting to know folks, I like. I like that community yeah. aspect of the PDR well, company or it, it's, PDR business. It's if how do I put this? I put it off for for too long. I just I tried, you know, getting to know people in my area and stuff. I just I didn't try hard enough. And then uh, finally getting out there and, and really meeting and, and talking with tons of other techs all around. Um, um, it, it's 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 been great, and it's really it really helps you grow as a business as an individual. I was explaining that to customers earlier that um, the guy I was giving an estimate to. I was dropping the other customer off, pick his up. He's like, yeah, I used to have a brother-in-law or, or brother-in-law's friend that used to do what you do and all this. And I was like, okay, what's his name? He's like, uh, Chuck. I'm like, I've never heard of him, but you know, yeah, well, he's, I sent him pictures of the dents that I was giving him an estimate on as a 22 model GMC and the, the stupid tailgate in the back. Two <laughs> Two dents yeah. in the top of it, you know, one inch. Well, it's aluminum. You sure you can do it? Yes, sir, I can. This this is very repairable. I do them all the time. 
you know, explained how I do it and, and everything else. And, uh, he's like, well, this guy said couldn't be done. The body shop said it can't be done. If you can do it, then uh, I'm going to take it back to them and show them. I'm like, you know, I said, I know several of the guys around here. I said, honestly, I'm not saying this to be boastful or anything like that, be conceited, but I do literally have to fix these other guys repairs after they get done, you know, because if they say that that can't be done, it's because they can't do it, but they're not going to refer anybody else. I've got texts around that if say between me and Pensacola, if it's over closer to that, uh, anywhere over there, I refer it to the tech that's over there. I know it's quality. I had one call mm-hmm. me the other day from uh, I keep pointing like you know where I'm at. <laughs> I, know. Um, <laughs> well, I, I know the general idea of where you're at. Yeah, so I mean, I don't know I'm, if you're in Mobile or actually in like Spanish Fort or something. But no, yeah. I'm in I'm in Sims, which is Mobile, you know, just a county, you know. Yeah. But uh, anyway, so it's uh, he's over like near Gulf Shores area, and he's like. He's calling me about a, what is it, a scratch or something? Not a dent. And I was like, well, I just have to see it. And he's like, well, that's, that's a long drive for me to run by there. And I'm like, where exactly are you again? He told me, I said, look, I'm going to text you from my personal number, another technician that's so much closer to you. <laughs> Go by there. Well, I'm, I probably just I, next time I'm in Mobile, I'll just swing by your place. I'm like, okay, whatever. <laughs> you know, See, I, but uh, I want to get to that point. I don't, you know, I don't. You will. I'm not. I'm not well, no, no, I'm not big on like bashing other people. Everybody has their own no. skill level, skill that they can do, and what they're okay with. If you're just a, a wholesale guy, that your goal is to get. 80%, 90% on the real nice cars or whatever. Cool. That's, that's fine. You know, you do whatever you're happy with. You make the money that you're happy with. My goal is to be the best in the area. Like I want to have very good quality that people know that they can come to me. And if I give them that, I say I can repair it, I can repair it. And that people have confidence in, when they look me up, they can see like, Oh man, this guy's got good reviews. People speak really well about the repairs that he does. And that's one of the the driving factors of, you know, five years in that I want to go pay someone to tell me how well I'm doing in PDR or things that I can do a little better. I know I'm not going to go somewhere for two days and it's going to infinitely change my abilities of training, of pushing and being a better PDR tech, but the knowledge in that person's head over the course of 16 hours or whatever, while we do some dents or bigger dents or whatever is going to carry over for me yeah. and slowly grow my abilities even better. You know, big dents are hard and easy all at the same time. A big dent's just a small dent that's larger. Like as long as well, you you're, can you're really just, start it the right way, you get, you'll, you're going to get there. Yeah. You're creating smaller dents out of that big dent and then working smaller dents. You can always come down here hang out. Don't, don't think I had thought about it. Like I've like <laughs> so, everybody's yeah. always so nice. And you know, Andy, Andy's an hour and a half from me, maybe. Like, yeah. Um, you know, that, like I'm not gonna just go knock on the door, be like, what's up? You got any work to do? Like, but I yeah. I've 
you know, want to go get to know people and talk to people. And I, I want to be able to refer people to somebody else. If I don't think I can fix it and know somebody that can, I yes. want to direct people in PDR, whether I fix it or not. And that's and the best way to do it. And same thing for, you know, Andy's doing, uh, he's doing um, ceramic coating and wheels and stuff. You know, all of us have people like, you know, anybody that details, or you know, anybody that does this, I want those contacts to be like, this person does good work. Like I've, I gave a guy that I know he does PDR paint. He's actually an estimator as his day job. I worked with him at CarMax a while back. He does stuff. I gave, I messaged him, gave his number to a guy that I was fixing the car he was going to buy at the dealership. And he's a PDR guy. I was like, you need somebody that can do color correction, do that stuff. Call this guy. And if that guy never calls me again to do PDR for any of the work that he has, that's fine. But, if I'm able to give him a good contact to get some work done, he's at least going to remember that I'm a stand-up dude and may recommend me or may call me. Yeah. Go. Um, so say, uh, let me look it, look it up. It was, um, what is, um, oh yeah. Masters of Recon. So, one of uh, the last episodes, it was the one with uh, Matt Moore on there. So episode 106, running a multi-service shop with Matt Moore. Go listen to that one. Um, and Matt really dives into exactly what you're talking about right there. And like what Jack's saying, you know, you want to be the, the, the person that if they have any question automotive, they're going to call you because if you can't do it, you know the right person that can. And I get it all the time, um, you know, and I send them to the people that I trust and know can do high quality jobs in those, whether it's uh, detailing, ceramic coating, wheel repair, paint, any of that. I send them to the ones that I would use personally, um, even though I do a lot for a lot of the, the other, those types of companies that refer people to me because they know I'm going to do it right. But I, you know, if I see the quality that they put out and it's very subpar, I'm not going to send but somebody to them. And my customers, I, I explain it to them in a way that they understand that, that I'm going to send you, you know, Hey, well, this needs paint body work. Who are you going to send them to? Well, here's who I'm going to send you to because they do the highest quality in our area. Um, I used to send people to this body shop because I knew the painter. The painter does absolutely fantastic work. It's, but, it's but funny. The body it's men, but the body men suck. And so he's gotten to the point where he will paint whatever it is because that's his job. And you can still see the sand marks in the body work. I. I, I, I couldn't fix a car a couple of weeks back. It was a 22, 23 Range Rover something. Um, aluminum quarter panel, gas door side, um, no access to a tool. Couldn't glue. I glued on it for an hour. I've made it a little smaller, but I couldn't get it out. Finally told the lady, like, hey, I did my best. I couldn't. Um, she got an estimate from the from the uh the dealer 
that was like seven and a half hours to fix a dent that when it started was no bigger than my thumbnail. Like that was the body labor on it. It was like a $1,400 estimate. I said, I gotta go somewhere else. And I had told her, I said, you know, I do collision repair and stuff too. I was like, you don't want to go where I work. <laughs> I wouldn't send you to where. I work. And it's, and it's not even that, like I could have got the car, did fantastic body work. The painter is awful. So, <laughs> so it's, there, there's always either one or the other. So it's, you, you know, it's, finally hit, you hit the jackpot and they're both good. And I'm going to be like, honest with people. Like I'm, yeah. I'm only, I only went to that place the where I work to try to build a relationship. And that yeah. was it. That was one of the reasons why I was like, you know, I'll go work for, for a couple of weeks, help them out. I get to still do some stuff, make a little bit of money and build a relationship so that's, you know, that's, that was my goal. Um, this is a panel. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, uh, um, it's an but yeah, like, like, like I had, uh, I had, uh, I mean, I know the guy, I go to church with the guy. Um, and I do send stuff his way, but like he sent, a couple of hell jobs my way from the little hell storm we had. And he said, you know, all I ask if, if it needs paint work, just let us do it. Well, he's, he's shorthanded now and it's not the greatest. So if it does, I'm not sending it either that way. Um, but luckily nothing that he sent me needed. Uh, <laughs> I have no idea. I ain't no no telling who that is and what it, it is. Facebook or YouTube. No YouTube, yeah. Um, um no, it's anyway. It's, it'll get there. And it and it's fine. And I yeah. and, and I make contacts and talk to people. And there's you know, some shops do better than others. And I I think we're the only people that pray for hail. And I don't I know there's like I'm not a hail tech by any means. I can fix yeah. hail. Uh I don't enjoy fixing hail. I enjoy the paycheck of a hail job. So that's why I fix it. <laughs> you know, well, it's, it's, like so when I, when it's so I, monotonous. When I traveled for, <laughs> yeah, you know, we do. when I traveled for as much as I did, managing disaster work, man-made natural disasters, hurricanes, everything else. When there's a hurricane coming, you know, we're like, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, we don't want death. You know, we, we want all, all, you know, vegetation destruction stuff like that um but that's why they call us storm whores you know because that's our livelihood we made great money you know fort myers got totally destroyed but the cleanup crews and stuff that'll have to go down there you know and they'll, they'll most likely use a lot of local crews them people are they're gonna start making some great money to get back on their feet you know, same way with hell. You know, we we yep. wish that the. I want I want Alabama hell. I don't want Texas hell. So it's it must be Andy. I was to say I didn't notice you typing, so it's no. It, it I, must be Andy. And it, didn't Andy have a hailstorm not long ago? Because I think it hailed no, he in Columbia and stuff that wasn't far from his shop. No, he came down here and helped me for a few weeks. Um, we had a little hailstorm. And stuff, and it was right after he bought his shop and uh, incognito. He just can't stay away. Uh, yeah, yeah Andy needs help. 
the only reason he'd be stressed because he's he's got that that U-Haul, you know, going and no, he'd be fine, man. There's a lot of technicians that he he could put put to use, you know. Yeah, no, it's it's for me being starting out. If a small hailstorm came to where, you know, I mean, even over the course of two months, if I got ten hail jobs, like that's yeah. changing for me as you know, money in the bank and able to do stuff. So it's I get we'll hit one eventually. It always comes it's just about when it does yeah yeah he, he, they, yeah andy would be like here's, here's, my, here's, my, here's my shop um but yeah it, uh when you when you have them like that um it's like the the hailstorm we had here the little one this year um yeah it it's something that i could handle by myself um i could spread them all out uh Andy just bought that damn shop and just spent tons of money trying to renovate that sucker and the phone stopped. He wasn't getting any work. And mm-hmm. I was like, hailstorm just hit. I will call you as soon as, you know, first bunch of uh, investments start getting approved. When it gets approved and, you know, he can only come down for just a couple weeks. I'm like, I'm not having you come down to do estimates you know, you're not going to make any money. So as soon as they start getting approved, that's when I was like, come on. He come down two weeks, make great money, go back home, do what he's got to do. And he's freaking exploded up there, especially with (laughs) U-Haul and just, you know, doing good. But it's been perfect for me, especially after, because they're one or one, two a week, you know, um, yeah, I got, I got, we had a hailstorm in May down on the south side of town. Uh, I got one car and I got it like once I went on my own. The The funny thing is when I left that, the collision center, I had to do three hail cars the last week I was there. Cause I, now one I had priced before and it was from Kentucky and it was demolished. Yeah. Like it was replace hood trunk roof was pushed to paint. And I did all the hail work, all the body work, you know, did everything for that car. Grief. But it, I mean, it was a, any old body guys that week I ran my last week there, I ran 200 hours. Like it was crazy because I ran everything I had to get to finish up. And, but that, that one car was a lot, but it's, that was that, that was the same storm that hit down here. That's that same. Oh, it was, a lot of spots in Alabama got hit. Uh, I know Montgomery got hit, and uh, I know up there towards Coleman and, and Huntsville area got hit. Uh, and then I watched this the stinking sale coming straight down. And I, I'm my youngest one's dance recital. Andy's already um, texted me saying his grandma's house in Robertsdale was. You know, she had video. It was like acorn size. And I'm like, I'm watching it come down. Perfect hail. <laughs> nice, like, small, easy dents to push. You're going to get a lot of them. Yeah. And, uh, but what hit right out here by the shop? Um, I mean, it was up to golf ball size, uh, hailstones, but it was, I mean, you can ask Andy, it was, it was gravy. I mean, it would, we, we'd got to schedule it. And, uh, <laughs> he, you know, of course, he, he was staying in my trailer at the shop. So he'd come in early. And uh, he'd start on it, and I'd come in, and then we'd be done by lunchtime <laughs> with that 
And then, you know, I don't, I'm like, I don't have anything till tomorrow because, you know, I figured it'd take us a day. It'd take us it. longer than that. Yeah. And so, yeah. I mean, we did in the first week he was here, he only, we, we worked maybe a total of two full days, two and a half full days. I mean, if, if you look at all the cars for that week, just because, you know, yeah. I wasn't going to overload him and, and I didn't know if I was going to be doing tons of, of uh estimates and stuff but anyway it worked out great but dude we're almost we're almost two hours in (laughs) we might as well stay on for three more minutes and just hit the mark (laughs) hey we'll do it we'll do it hell yeah i'm i'm looking at your uh (laughs) your uh schedule for the uh for your for the back because last week you're last week you're like oh it's a little empty because we're doing stuff well i had so the bottom row is still september so all the top is October now. Um, I don't have everything up there, but I mean it's it's like this week. Um, I had a couple of them. Uh, so yesterday and today, so my buddy's uh, old trailer. So his dad, and my dad were best friends. Uh, he was basically an uncle. The kids were like my cousins. Um, we've been, that's who I hunt with and stuff. I grew up hunting with, and we were, weren't in contact for a long time until probably six, seven years ago. He finally moved back to Alabama and he's like, look, you know, I still got family property up there. Uh, if you want to try to go back up there, but we have, and, and back in it with his uncle and stuff and several, you know, hundred acres and stuff that we hunt. But so the trailer, his five by ten utility trailer that he has, is the one that his dad had. Him and my dad bought at pretty much the same time from right down here by the shop trailer place. It needs a lot of work done to it. Okay, so we pulled it back um, from the hunt camp uh, two weekends ago, and I had it here at the shop. And so Tuesday, I'm like, I ain't got crap to do right now. So. I uh, no Monday afternoon. That's what it was. So Monday afternoon, after I finished that first job I had, I was like, he want the ch- the jack didn't work on it. He wanted to change it all around because when you you uh, dump the the tailgate down, it hits the top of the old jack. Um, the tongue, the the coupler up there didn't work right and stuff. So I'm like, you know what? Cut that old jack off. I had one here um, that I had used for a, a portable motorcycle tank vice. <laughs> I'm like, I don't need that anymore. So, so I, I welded it on the trailer on the side, uh, made a metal plate to cover the old area up there where the old jack was, welded it on there, took the whole coupler apart, cleaned it real good, uh, re-welded pieces back to it, and you know, lubed it up real good. Sucker worked great. Then I texted him. I said, hey, I did some uh, upgrades to your some modifications to your trailer. He's like, man, that's exactly what I've, I've been wanting to do. And I said, did you say you wanted to replace the wood on this thing? He said, I'll pay you parts, labor, everything. If, if you'll go ahead and redo it. And I was like, well. so I started on it yesterday and finished this afternoon. And let's see here. I, I forgot to take a real before picture. I'd already taken some of the wood off. But this is how, 
old and rusted and yeah. everything it was. It has wood on the sides. You don't have Eagle I, trailer repair now. Well, here's <laughs> the uh, here's the final product. Oh man, brand it's new. Like a, it's like a brand new stinking trailer now. Because uh, I, I mean, I wire brushed with the grinder all the rust that I could get off, repainted three coats on it, and so he cut a. Uh, a talking to him this afternoon and uh he's like man it looks brand new man you don't know how how long i've been wanting to do this and i just don't have the skills that you have and i was like yeah he said just let me know how much i owe you in that and i'll i'll double it you know and from what the parts were to you know he said i'll just double whatever the cost of materials was and that'll be i said man i'm not charging you for the my labor in it and uh he said oh bull crap i said dude you don't know how much money I have in, in materials right now. He's like, how much? I'm like, you're probably seven, $800 in material. He's like, oh, okay. Well, whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you just pay me back for all the material costs and all that. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to pay you for your time. I'm like, whatever, you know, yeah. it is what it is. But yeah, that's what two days in between jobs has been dealing with that. I mean, I, I, had to keep do, it busy. I had to do a lot of welding. The, the gate on it had one of the latches was missing. It had ripped off. So I had to cut that, that section, the, the square tubing out, put an angle iron in there, you know, cut it where it fit in there and weld it. I actually made another metal handle on that sucker. Um, let's see. At least something for you to, something to do, something to, I guess, getting out of monotonous of dense, but it's, that stuff's yeah. fun a little bit. I like. I don't mind doing a lot of those things. I don't either. When it's fun for as me. a job, <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> or if it was like for really good money, I don't mind it. I got yeah. a buddy that does collision, and but he does it on the side with his dad too. They take wreck cars, rebuild them, and uh, they have clean titles and sell them. They make way more money doing it that way. Like it's so much easier doing that. I just saw where Jack said was that was James James Reaching. It was like an hour and. 40 something minutes so yeah oh, matt myers yes. is the new king of the show without andy on here yeah you know, even though he's been co-hosting on the side so a newcomer to pdr business nobody knows who i am and i'm like <laughs> they, they know who you are now mm -hmm. and you'll be famous and uh come to andy's meetup and <laughs> i'm gonna and MTE make, a, and then, I will make a t-shirt for mtv it says <laughs> longest show guest <laughs> and have ginger bros on it <laughs> Uh, Andy will Andy will probably we'll, we'll get another guest on here and he's going to want to beat this time. So <laughs> biggest upset in PDR, PDR history. PDR history yeah. <laughs> All right, well I still got to work out and then I got to go home. I got to go fix this roof. And you got to go fix the roof. So anyway, hey, again for the second time, appreciate you. <laughs> an hour ago I told you appreciate yeah. you coming on and uh, it's I been appreciate fun. The invite. Uh and again, thanks for everybody that's continued to watch and, and uh, join along with this. But uh, enjoy, enjoy the last few minutes of your yeah. night, everybody. So I'm going back. I'm going to back you back out real quick. I'm going to end there the show, go. go off, and then I'll, you know, we'll say our goodbyes. So anyway, appreciate everybody again, and uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. Thanks again for watching another episode of Ginger Bros Dent Show. Don't forget to like and subscribe. 
And for all past episodes, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or Podbean. Keep pushing, make that money. See you next week.